Chapter thirty one of Education. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Education by Ellen G. White. Chapter thirty one Character Building The Life Work. This One Thing I Do success in any line demands a definite aim he who should achieve true success in life must keep steadily in view the aim worthy of his endeavor such an aim is set before the youth of today the heaven-appointed purpose of giving the gospel to the world in this generation is the noblest that can appeal to any human being it opens a field of effort to every one whose heart christ has touched god's purpose for the children growing up beside our hearts is wider deeper higher than our restricted vision has comprehended from the humblest lot those whom he has seen faithful have in time past been called to witness for him in the world's highest places and many a lad of today growing up as did daniel in his judean home studying god's word and his works and learning the lessons of faithful service will yet stand in legislative assemblies in halls of justice or in royal courts as a witness for the king of kings multitudes will be called to a wider ministry the whole world is opening to the gospel ethiopia is stretching out her hands unto god from japan and china and india from the still darkened lands of our own continent from every quarter of this world of ours comes the cry of sin-stricken hearts for a knowledge of the god of love millions upon millions have never so much as heard of god or of his love revealed in christ it is their right to receive this knowledge they have an equal claim with us in the saviour's mercy and it rests with us who have received the knowledge with our children to whom we may impart it to answer their cry to every household and every school to every parent teacher and child upon whom has shone the light of the gospel comes at this crisis the question put to esther the queen at that momentous crisis in israel's history who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this those who think of the result of hastening or hindering the gospel think of it in relation to themselves and to the world few think of its relation to god few give thought to the suffering that sin has caused our creator all heaven suffered in christ's agony but that suffering did not begin or end with his manifestation in humanity the cross is a revelation to our dull senses of the pain that from its very inception sin has brought to the heart of god every departure from the right every deed of cruelty every failure of humanity to reach his ideal brings grief to him when there came upon israel the calamities that were the sure result of separation from god subjugation by their enemies cruelty and death it is said that his soul was grieved for the misery of israel in all their affliction he was afflicted and he bare them and carried them all the days of old 
his spirit maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered as the whole creation groaneth and travaileth together in pain the heart of the infinite father is pained in sympathy our world is a vast laser house a scene of misery that we dare not allow even our thoughts to dwell upon did we realize it as it is the burden would be too terrible yet god feels it all in order to destroy sin and its results he gave his best beloved and he has put it in our power through cooperation with him to bring this scene of misery to an end the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations and then shall the end come go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature is christ's command to his followers not that all are called to be ministers or missionaries in the ordinary sense of the term but all may be workers with him in giving the glad tidings to their fellow men to all great or small learned or ignorant old or young the command is given in view of this command can we educate our sons and daughters for a life of respectable conventionality a life professedly christian but lacking his self-sacrifice a life on which the verdict of him who is truth must be i know you not thousands are doing this they think to secure for their children the benefits of the gospel while they deny its spirit but this cannot be those who reject the privilege of fellowship with christ in service reject the only training that imparts a fitness for participation with him in his glory they reject the training that in this life gives strength and nobility of character many a father and mother denying their children to the cross of christ have learned too late that they were thus giving them over to the enemy of god and man they sealed their ruin not alone for the future but for the present life temptation overcame them they grew up a curse to the world a grief and shame to those who gave them being even in seeking a preparation for god's service many are turned aside by wrong methods of education life is too generally regarded as made up of distinct periods a period of learning and the period of doing of preparation and of achievement in preparation for a life of service the youth are sent to school to acquire knowledge by the study of books cut off from the responsibilities of everyday life they become absorbed in study and often lose sight of its purpose the ardor of their early consecration dies out and too many take up with some personal selfish ambition upon their graduation thousands find themselves out of touch with life they have so long dealt with the abstract and theoretical that when the whole being must be roused to meet the sharp contests of real life they are unprepared instead of the noble work they had purposed their energies are engrossed in a struggle for mere subsistence after repeated disappointments in despair even of earning an honest livelihood many drift into questionable or criminal practices the world is robbed of the service it might have received and god is robbed of the souls he longed to uplift ennoble and honor as representatives of himself many parents err in discriminating between their children in the matter of education 
they make almost any sacrifice to secure the best advantages for one that is bright and apt but these opportunities are not thought a necessity for those who are less promising little education is deemed essential for the performance of life's ordinary duties but who is capable of selecting from a family of children the ones upon whom will rest the most important responsibilities how often human judgment has here proved to be at fault remember the experience of samuel when sent to anoint from the sons of jesse one to be king over israel seven noble-looking youth passed before him as he looked upon the first in features comely in form well developed and in bearing princely the prophet exclaimed surely the lord's anointed is before him but god said look not at his countenance or on the height of his stature because i have refused him for the lord seeth not as man seeth for man looketh on the outward appearance but the lord looketh on the heart so of all the seven the testimony was the lord hath not chosen these and not until david had been called from the flock was the prophet permitted to fulfil his mission the elder brothers from whom samuel would have chosen did not possess the qualifications that god saw to be essential in a ruler of his people proud self-centred self-confident they were set aside for the one whom they lightly regarded one who had preserved the simplicity and sincerity of his youth and who while little in his own sight could be trained by god for the responsibilities of the kingdom so today in many a child whom the parents would pass by god sees capabilities far above those revealed by others who are thought to possess great promise and as regards life possibilities who is capable of deciding what is great and what is small how many a worker in the lowly places of life by setting on foot agencies for the blessing of the world has achieved results that kings might envy let every child then receive an education for the highest service in the morning sow thy seed and in the evening withhold not thine hand for thou knowest not which shall prosper whether this or that the specific place appointed us in life is determined by our capabilities not all reach the same development or do with equal efficiency the same work god does not expect the hyssop to attain the proportions of the cedar or the olive the height of the stately palm but each could aim just as high as the union of human with divine power makes it possible for him to reach many do not become what they might because they do not put forth the power that is in them they do not as they might lay hold on divine strength many are diverted from the line in which they might reach the truest success seeking greater honor or a more pleasing task they attempt something for which they are not fitted many a man whose talents are adapted for some other calling is ambitious to enter a profession and he who might have been successful as a farmer an artisan or a nurse fills inadequately the position of a minister a lawyer or a physician there are others again who might have filled a responsible calling but who for want of energy application or perseverance content themselves with an easier place we need not follow more closely god's plan of life 
to do our best in the work that lies nearest to commit our ways to god and to watch for the indications of his providence these are rules that ensure safe guidance in the choice of an occupation he who came from heaven to be our example spent nearly thirty years of his life in common mechanical labor but during this time he was studying the word and the works of god and helping teaching all whom his influence could reach when his public ministry began he went about healing the sick comforting the sorrowful and preaching the gospel to the poor this is the work of all his followers he that is greatest among you he said let him be as the younger and he that is chief as he that doth serve for i am among you as he that serveth love and loyalty to christ are the spring of all true service in the heart touched by his love there is begotten a desire to work for him let this desire be encouraged and rightly guided whether in the home the neighborhood or the school the presence of the poor the afflicted the ignorant or the unfortunate should be regarded not as a misfortune but as affording precious opportunity for service in this work as in every other skill is gained in the work itself it is by training in the common duties of life and in ministry to the needy and suffering that efficiency is assured without this the best meant efforts are often useless and even harmful it is in the water not on the land that men learn to swim another obligation too often lightly regarded one that to the youth awakened to the claims of christ needs to be made plain is the obligation of church relationship very close and sacred is the relation between christ and his church he the bridegroom and the church the bride he the head and the church the body connection with christ then involves connection with his church the church is organized for service and in a life of service to christ connection with the church is one of the first steps loyalty to christ demands the faithful performance of church duties this is an important part of one's training and in a church imbued with the master's life it will lead directly to effort for the world without there are many lines in which the youth can find opportunity for helpful effort let them organize into bands for christian service and the cooperation will prove an assistance and an encouragement parents and teachers by taking an interest in the work of the young people will be able to give them the benefit of their own larger experience and can help them to make their efforts effective for good it is acquaintance that awakens sympathy and sympathy is the spring of effective ministry to awaken in the children and youth sympathy and the spirit of sacrifice for the suffering millions in the regions beyond let them become acquainted with these lands and their peoples in this line much might be accomplished in our schools instead of dwelling on the exploits of the alexanders and napoleons of history let the pupils study the lives of such men as the apostle paul and martin luther as moffat and livingston and carey and the present daily unfolding history of missionary effort instead of burdening their memories with an array of names and theories that have no bearing upon their lives and to which once outside the schoolroom they rarely give a thought 
let them study all lands in the light of missionary effort and become acquainted with the peoples and their needs in this closing work of the gospel there is a vast field to be occupied and more than ever before the work is to enlist helpers from the common people both the youth and those older in years will be called from the field from the vineyard and from the workshop and sent forth by the master to give his message many of these have had little opportunity for education but christ sees in them qualifications that will enable them to fulfil his purpose if they put their hearts into the work and continue to be learners he will fit them to labour for him he who knows the depths of the world's misery and despair knows by what means to bring relief he sees on every hand souls in darkness bowed down with sin and sorrow and pain but he sees also their possibilities he sees the height to which they may attain although human beings have abused their mercies wasted their talents and lost the dignity of godlike manhood the creator is to be glorified in their redemption the burden of labor for those needy ones in the rough places of the earth christ lays upon those who can feel for the ignorant and for such as are out of the way he will be present to help those whose hearts are susceptible to pity though their hands may be rough and unskilled he will work through those who can see mercy in misery and gain in loss when the light of the world passes by privilege will be discerned in hardship order in confusion success in apparent failure calamities will be seen as disguised blessings woes as mercies laborers from the common people sharing the sorrows of their fellow men as their master shared the sorrows of the whole human race will by faith see him working with them the great day of the lord is near it is near and hasteth greatly and a world is to be warned with such preparation as they can gain thousands upon thousands of the youth and those older in years should be giving themselves to this work already many hearts are responding to the call of the master worker and their numbers will increase let every christian educator give such workers sympathy and cooperation let him encourage and assist the youth under his care in gaining a preparation to join the ranks there is no line of work in which it is possible for the youth to receive greater benefit all who engage in ministry are god's helping hand they are co-workers with the angels rather they are the human agencies through whom the angels accomplish their mission angels speak through their voices and work by their hands and the human workers cooperating with heavenly agencies have the benefit of their education and experience as a means of education what university course can equal this with such an army of workers as our youth rightly trained might furnish how soon the message of a crucified risen and soon coming saviour might be carried to the whole world how soon might the end come the end of suffering and sorrow and sin how soon in place of a possession here with its blight of sin and pain our children might receive their inheritance where the righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein for ever where the inhabitant shall not say i am sick and the voice of weeping shall be no more heard 
End of chapter 31